This is the Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran podcast. Hey, family. Welcome to Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran. Thank you for listening today. I am so concerned about my people, friends, neighbors, family, colleagues, sisters, and brothers who are holding on to the hype of our president. Now, allow me to preface today's podcast by saying that the debates left me in such a disturbed headspace that I wrote this message on September 29th, Tuesday evening, right after that debate ended. Yet I solicit prayers for both the president and first lady. Please, folks, pray for our leaders because they need our prayers. Now, everyone has the right to vote for whomever they so desire, as it is your own personal business. I really just want you to be responsible and considerate enough to indeed cast your vote. With that being said, there are so many people, some still here and some have departed this life, who are still counting on you to help make the world a better place for the present and for the future. I am watching closely and listening to all of the rhetoric on both sides. As an educator and writer, I also take copious notes. So please do not tell me one thing today and then change it up tomorrow. Because I pay close attention to what one says and even closer attention to what remains unsaid. Body language is also a very loud indicator of unspoken truths. As older people will often remind us, actions speak louder than words. Now, if you fool me once, shame, shame on you. But if I allow you to fool me for the second time, the shame is and should be on me. Our illustrious president, Donald J. Trump, has somehow made his way in front of quite a few black audiences recently, in spite of his claim that Black Lives Matter is a hate group. I guess that language or those words would not dare be uttered at his African-American rallies, where he constantly reminds all that he has done more for the black community than anyone else, except for quite possibly Abraham Lincoln. Of course, this is a not-so-gentle reminder that blacks must remember how he has done so much for us. So please do not forget that when casting your votes on November 3rd. I remind you, please do not forget the number of times the black community has been outraged and enraged by the treatment of black brothers and black sisters as we experienced and are still experiencing blatant disrespect and ongoing injustices daily. Even while Mr. Trump refuses to admit it, systemic racism is alive and well. So many abuses of power at the hands of police on tape recorded incidences where some have been choked, stomped, tased, beaten, stabbed, knelt on, repeatedly punched after having been handcuffed, shot and wounded, shot and killed, and even brutally murdered. Please know there are some atrocities that I do not feel the need to mention, but they do exist, and you get the message. Repeatedly, lies are uncovered, or might I say, alternative truths are leaned upon. Our president's constant response I will always continue to stand with police, after which he will remind all that he is willing to send in the National Guards or federal troops to maintain order. If you are not familiar with those words, 
Do your own research. I am certain that you will find more of the same verbiage. Today, our president is making multiple promises about all that he will do for our community, short of demanding fair and equitable justice, that is. But he is promising to inject billions of dollars into black businesses through his platinum plan and provide millions to historically black colleges and universities. Of course, he will not admit that such funding will have to be passed by Congress, but who cares? The president is a big promise maker, yet he will not demand equitable treatment or take a stand for an end to the systemic racism that so overtly exists and is exacted against these same black faces to whom he is making such grand promises. He explained how blacks are so very important, that is, when it is a month prior to November 3rd, so he sees the benefit in making beautiful promises like his platinum plan that intrigue and entice my people. He understands as a businessman how to make it sound so good that people feel he is the best man to move this country forward. I caution you, be very careful how you receive Mr. Trump's words as his rhetoric game is on point. No one has said anything about Mr. Trump keeping those promises. Just know and vote knowing they sound good. Need I remind you how he keeps smoothing over the clarion call prior to our sheltering in place in March? Mr. Trump made it sound like all was well. No issues here, just minor precautions. After the Centers for Disease Control made known their professional recommendations, he stepped to the microphone, immediately following Dr. Fauci, director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, and stated that he would not be wearing a mask. He went as far as to lead the American people to believe that one day we will wake up and the virus will be gone, perhaps by Easter, disappear just like that. Even after he was fully aware of the true dangers of this virus, of which an interviewer provided proof captured on tape. In the meantime, he sat in the White House and protected himself and quite possibly his family with frequent dosages of hydroxychloroquine, a drug widely prescribed to lupus patients but that had been identified as a strong defender against the coronavirus. Remember, he protected himself while misleading every American as he stood in the garden of the White House day after day, playing down the deadly coronavirus, while he would later admit that he always played it down because he did not want to create a panic. Do not lose sight of the fact that he selfishly took full advantage of the invaluable information that was entrusted to him, yet left we the people, left we the people, some who trusted him enough to vote him into the presidency, he left us exposed, misled, and uninformed. Some uninformed to death. If you have a friend, a neighbor, a loved one who is no longer here, Due to COVID-19, behold your president. More than 200,000 dead Americans as a result of COVID-19 after President Trump made the executive decision to play the matter down. More than 200,000 dead and counting, uninformed to death. Now please, please do not misconstrue my words as I am not blaming Mr. Trump 
but I do hold him responsible for withholding possibly life-saving information. I do fault him for trying to minimize a real threat to our lives to the point that our government did not react to the warnings and information which had been made available to them quickly enough to possibly save so many more lives. One who lied, perhaps he will say, omitted to tell the whole truth in order to protect Americans from panicking. Some of us would prefer panicking to perishing. I ask you, would you keep an investor as money seems to be one of Mr. Trump's favorite subjects? If he lied to you about the failing stocks of your money within your investment portfolio while being fully aware of a clear and present loss of your hard-earned funds and after 95% of your money was gone, yes, lost, you learned that your stocks were failing and falling desperately when you inquire with your investor of the losses you've suffered, he says, I knew your stocks were in real trouble when they were first falling and the first $5,000 was lost. But I just did not want to panic you. However, I protected my own money with a stop loss. Give me the chance to build yours up again. Build it up very quickly. It will be great. I do it the biggest and the best. The likes that no one else has ever seen or done before. We're going to be just fine, he says. I don't know about you, but if I cannot trust my president to even be honest, just honest about something so life-threatening as COVID-19, why, why on earth would I want that person to be my leader again? If my words are falling on deaf ears, go speak with a leader or a former employee of one of the big three auto companies. I am certain they will remember the big promises of additional jobs and new automobile plants and how none, I repeat, none of those empty promises have been filled over the past three and a half years. A time frame, by the way, that has not been disrupted by COVID-19 because I am certain some will want to use COVID as a deflector. No, ma'am, no, sir. We have already accounted for that time frame. We are referring to 2016 to October and November of 2019. According to the industry today, no new auto plants within the past three years and none coming anytime soon. By 2018, Ford had cut more than 1,400 of its salaried employees. General Motors had eliminated more than 5,000 jobs and Fiat Chrysler had laid off more than 3,200 Toledo workers. As of 2018, U.S. automakers had cut over 9,000 jobs since Trump, who made boastful promises, became president. A far cry from promises of growth, new plants, and new jobs, as he would use his business influence, he promised. One young woman among many who had witnessed such promises made during the summer of 2016, just a couple months before the November general elections explained. At a campaign rally that summer in Columbus, Trump promised to make Ohio a manufacturing behemoth. And at a rally a few months later in Detroit, Trump announced, my plan includes a pledge to restore manufacturing in the United States. But the day after Trump was inaugurated, General Motors announced the end of one of the shifts at the young lady's plant. Six months later, another shift ended, 
And last November, General Motors announced plans to fully close five plants in the United States and Canada, cutting about 14,700 jobs. The young lady's plant finally closed in March. It was like a kick in the stomach and a slap in the face, she said. So she joined the advocacy organization, Good Jobs Nation, which demands that President Trump sign an executive order to deny federal contracts to companies when they outsource jobs. The organization launched a letter-writing campaign to get Trump's attention. According to the young lady, a lady never heard a word, she said. He lied. He doesn't care. Oh, yes, I followed those 2016 Get Votes promises also. Promises that were made to the auto companies at about the same time in 2016, so conveniently right before the elections. The same timing and kinds of promises being made to the black community along with our historically black colleges and universities today. I urge you, pay close and careful attention to the convenient rhetoric from one who will say anything, and I do mean anything, to garner your votes. We so quickly forget, but I have taken notes, both mental and written. I am utterly disgusted at how our president makes his way into the black community with promises of funds to empower black businesses and historically black colleges and universities so conveniently when there are less than 40 days to the general elections. Yet he utters not a word of support or assistance for the countless black men and women who are being brutalized and murdered by police. His continued go-to comments are always expressing his support for and how he will always stand with the police. Not, we will see to it that justice is served for all. Shame on you, Mr. President. Shame on you. I am nauseated at the number of black folks who spoke up and out in support of Mr. Trump during the Republican convention where he dangled African-American speakers and black faces like tokens on a chain. Of course, he wanted to leave the impression that he has a large majority of blacks supporting him, but be not deceived. Studies have shown that if the election were to take place today, 92% of blacks would not vote for Mr. Trump. If you still feel obligated to accommodate Mr. Trump on November 3rd, have a real conversation with one of our fellow Americans who are living with very real disabilities. Mr. Trump's proposed cuts to Medicaid will cripple the one in five Americans who depend directly on those funds. New analysis by the Center for American Progress shows that more than 15 million people with disabilities, including children and seniors, would be at risk under President Trump's and House Republicans' proposed Medicaid cuts. Millions with disabilities will be forced into institutions as cuts will discontinue funds for the amenities and assistance needed to live on their own. Meanwhile, despite President Trump's promises during the campaign not to cut Medicaid, Congressional Leaders Affordable Care Act Replacement Plan, which Trump supports, 
would not only roll back Medicaid expansion, but it would also end the program's guarantee of coverage by converting it into a block grant or instituting a per capita cap on federal funds provided to states to cover eligible residents. States would be forced to either make up the difference or, much more likely, kick people off their Medicaid programs. Notably, people with disabilities who rely on home and community-based services through Medicaid, such as personal attendant care, skilled nursing, and specialized therapies, could lose access to the services they need in order to live independently, remain in their own homes, as well as work abroad. President Trump campaigned on helping struggling Americans, crediting the forgotten American man and woman with his election. And just a few weeks ago, Trump tweeted, no one has done more for people with disabilities than me. Sound familiar? But the policies his administration and his colleagues in Congress are advancing say otherwise. If Trump were serious about helping the workers and families who've been left behind, including millions of Americans with disabilities and their families, he would reject policies that undermine health care, education, and other basic living standards that push people out of the labor force as well as from their homes into institutions and erode enforcement of disability rights in favor of a policy agenda that gives people with disabilities and their families a fair shot. There is nothing new with Mr. Trump, as he is still saying anything to get your vote. President Donald Trump is teasing the possibility of executive action to require health insurance companies to cover pre-existing medical conditions, something that he says has never been done before, only it has been done before. People with such medical problems have health insurance protections because of President Barack Obama's health care law, which Trump is trying to dismantle. Please pay attention. I have so many blacks who are supporting Mr. Trump, telling me how their money is doing so much better under the Trump administration, to which I say, if he gets the second chance to lead this nation, so much is at risk to change that the trickle-down theory must be a major concern for everyone. Please believe me, everything rolls downhill. No justice, a blatant lack of equality, systemic racism, lying consistently, alternative truths rather than the real whole truth, selfishly protecting himself with life-sustaining information that could have saved far more of our family, friends, and neighbors if only he had cared enough to share that information, a refusal to openly denounce white supremacy, constant empty promises, mocking, minimizing, and defunding Americans with disabilities, claiming to be working to accommodate pre-existing conditions when Obamacare has already done that while he works to dismantle the protections already in place. And finally, Black Lives Matter in his twisted vision is a hate group of terrorists. It is baffling that one would be fit to lead the United States 
of America and its most intimate financial affairs while he himself refuses to pay his fair share of taxes. Even after four years refusing to show his tax transcripts and when reports come out or came out about him paying 750 measly dollars, he denies yet still refuses to show his tax transcripts just to shut up the naysayers and prove his truth. The same individual who fought tooth and nail in an effort to have President Obama present his birth certificate, a request that was unheard of, unlike the fact that every presidential candidate prior to Donald Trump shared their tax information just to maintain transparency, how quickly we forget. I pray that we all search ourselves, search ourselves deeply and make certain that our end truly justifies our means. Please do not lose sight of those who continue to exclaim, we will make America great again because this same crew has and is still being dishonest on so many fronts. Today, President Trump, the First Lady and several members of Mr. Trump's staff has allegedly tested positive for COVID-19. A group who has followed our fearless leader wearing no mask, practicing no social distancing, undermining the efforts of our medical professionals, demeaning those who wear masks, running the risk of spreading the virus all over the place, showing callous indifference to reasonable best practices. I wish them all health, a full and speedy recovery, and long life. If infected with COVID-19, the rest of us will not get to go to Walter Reed to receive top-notch medical attention around the clock, as the president has, whose own reckless arrogance and ignorance has played a huge role in the effect of such an outcome in this situation. Yes, They have an agenda, but it is not always the one with which they are touting and enticing my people. It seems with only weeks left prior to the general elections, the president will still say anything to get your vote. Of course, this is nothing new, because after researching Mr. Trump's history, he is quite predictable. And some have been able to admit that he will say whatever seems necessary with no real intentions of following through just to get the vote. Stay woke, my people. Stay woke. The rhetoric is ramping up, so open your eyes and see. Some will say all that you want to hear, so take this tip from me. You must watch and listen, listen and pray for directions when you vote. But always believe when they tell who they are and keep a running note. Actions speak so much louder tells more than 100,000 words. If you listen intently with your eyes and ears, no mistake in what you've heard. Be mindful of the help that's offered and be not easily deceived. Take the time to investigate, ask questions, never blindly listening to believe. Remember now's the time for promises and declarations to behold. But if you take the time to replay 2016, Similar alternate truths have been told. Promises of new auto factories, new jobs, as to make America great again. Promises of ending the NAFTA agreement as he held Russia as a close 
dear friend, refused to reveal his financial identity or news of his personal tax, pointing his finger while being dishonest about his money or the COVID facts, to protect himself secretly taking preventative measures, abusing hydroxychloroquine, and some still say we should re-elect Mr. Trump another term to do it all over again. I may have been deceived in the past, as his persona said, financially bred. But the more I uncover alternative truths discovered, I'm still left here shaking my head. Today, he's promising billions to black businesses in his tempting platinum plan. I pray that it is true for me and for you, but Congress will have to vote. Trump's just one man. Do not allow him to fool you with fake truths and promises of funds all grander. Then each time the real truth comes out, he yells foul, fake news, and slander. All of the time they are counting on black votes while equitable treatment is abandoned. Do not waste your voice to make an emotional choice and sacrifice four more years a random. But after votes are counted, promises have mounted, all goes back to normal. Do not just take my word as so many have heard, the declarations, even photos, White House formal. Smile in your face and pat you on the back while trying to steal another vote? The disservice being done to many, not just one, of our Americans with disabilities, needy folks. Snatching funds that once held up the ones with pre-existing conditions. He will throw a rock, then hide his hand to convince of an honorable mission. No honor in smiling and corralling black faces together for a picture, a photo op, yet no demand for equal justice for blacks while he proudly stands for unjust cops. Always threatening to call in national guards, keep Negroes under control, yet negating the events that led up to such dissent or the real truth as occurrences unfold. Playing nice right about this time, all while giving false and made up facts. Always breaking the rules and everyone was fooled, but found he only paid $750 in tax. A real slap in the face at this time and in this place. What kind of leader is he? The way he brags and boasts just doing the most, yet taking no real responsibility. Shame, shame on you, Mr. President, as you put on a facade many defend. How can you overcome defeat while saying, and I repeat, we will make America great again? It sounds good, but quite empty when those words are spoken by you. One who wants the respect and the perks he still gets. Don't do as I, but what I say do. You see, those who live in glass houses should keep quiet. Be still and cast not a single stone. Just as God promised to avenge, when your deeds come unhinged, you will find yourself all alone. Nothing bothers me more than countless black faces. Denied justice could not be sadder. The looks on the faces of mothers seeking justice. I remind all, black lives still matter. Not just when it's time to beg our votes, as our votes are all you desire. But today and every day we matter. You are responsible for your vote, as our lives depend on it to uplift, encourage, and inspire. Well, family, 
This is number 23 of Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran. We are indeed responsible for casting our one vote. The stakes are very high, and there are no second chances to do what's right the first time. We did not come this far to only get this far, and God did not bring us this far just to leave us. November 3rd is so quickly approaching that I want you and your friends, neighbors, and family to remain vigilant, be wise, be thoughtful, and cast your votes. So many are depending on you to do your part. Please know that the world is watching, and for once, we, the black community, must present a unified front in order to be heard and demand our justice, our rights, and our respect. No longer can a leader explain to me a few weeks prior to the general election how vitally important my black face truly is while he cannot get his lips to utter that he denounces white supremacy. God forbid I should stand with him while those same lips so quickly declare and decree with no trouble when convenient or during white rallies that Black Lives Matter is a terrorist and a hate group. I pray that my people, my fellow black Americans, would delve more deeply into the message of making America great again. Because if America is ever to be truly great, she must embrace all of her children, blacks, whites, red, yellow, and brown alike, and ensure that each is judged by the content of their character as opposed to skin color. One nation under God, indivisible, with liberty, and justice for all. Liberty and justice for all. You see, anyone who is unable to genuinely accept, state, and believe this statement is unfit to hold such an important office as president of these United States of America, with special emphasis on the word united. The same office that is to provide an exemplar for others to follow and emulate. I know that America can be great, but no one with a divisive, oppositional spirit can lead the people of this beautifully diverse country to a place of healing and acceptance. Love, peace, kindness, and acceptance will have to be employed to repair such broken humanity. And that will have to begin with our leaders. The mood and culture of a house is always set by the leaders of the house. According to God's word, with love and kindness have I drawn you. Good leaders say the right things, but great leaders model what's right, decent and in order, with genuine love and kindness. In the wise words of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter. So my message, my messages allow me to cry loud and spare not. I urge you to stay woke. Do not let the rhetoric lull you to sleep and into submission to do whatever you are being told without questioning and fact-checking for yourself. If you truly believe that black lives matter, don't keep silent. Speak up loud and clear by casting your vote. Speak loudly and clearly by casting your vote. Please do not forget to keep the president and the First Lady, along with their cabinet, in your prayers, as God knows all things, and he is still in full control. 
God bless each of you. Please don't forget to say something on my Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or LinkedIn page. Remember, you can listen to me on Amazon Music as well. I welcome your questions, comments, critiques, and suggestions on topics you'd like to explore. Who knows, you might just end up being a guest on an upcoming broadcast. Remember, I'm just a regular girl navigating this diverse world. I'm looking forward to each of you. Until then, take care of yourself, each other, and stay blessed. The Faith, Family, and Fundamentals with Fran podcast is a production of the Castropolis Podcast Network. Log on to castropolis.net.